Here's some algae. Maybe it was a manatee. Could have been an otter. Maybe it was some birds. Hello. Welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And today we are going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster with a dash of champ who is another lake monster from Lake Champlain in New York. That's right. We got a good inside scoop from our beloved listeners, Mm -hmm. Michelle and Peter. That's right. Uh, But yeah, we're going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. If this sounds familiar, it might be for a couple of reasons. One, earlier this week, we revived some coverage that we had previously done on the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, So you may have heard that short bite episode where Kristen did a mini monster sort of digging into... The stories of Nessie and how largely it turns out to just be boring stories of how algae was accidentally picked up on sonar and people said it was a monster. Right. It could be responsible for a lot of the proof of Nessie. Yes. Now that Monday episode was a revival of our coverage from episode 28 Mm -hmm. of Guide to the Unknown, which we didn't mention it on Monday, but is the episode Brownies and Daniel Stern. One of the best episodes, we think, of the show as a whole. So I would recommend going back and just listening to that episode altogether. You could fast forward through the Nessie thing if you want, if you already listened to the revival. Get to the Brownies and get to Daniel Stern. Oh my God, yeah. Brownies are like elves. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of poop jokes in that episode. And Daniel Stern is the guy that played Marv in Home Alone 1 and 2. Yeah. But, I, you know, obviously also French Stewart took over the role. Oh, of course. Later. So I, I do want to give props to Mr. Stewart. Sure. Give credit where it's due. Anyway, just an excuse to bring up Brownies and Daniel Stern. We're yeah. here to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. That's right. But before we get into that, we just want to remind you that you can follow us everywhere at Pod online. You can also go to patreon.com slash Pod to get lots of bonuses if you sign up at the $4 or more per month level called the Netherworld Warriors. So go check that out. You'll get a secret podcast called the Netherworld Dispatch that has a new episode every month. There are posts and videos and video game playthroughs and all kinds of things over there just waiting for you if you would like to throw us a little tip by becoming a patron. Yeah, flick a coin at us. Yeah, please. And it better not be- Toss a coin to your witcher. It better not secretly be chocolate. Mm, uh, I'd take a little chocolate. Yeah, you know what? Throw some chocolate our way. Yeah, why not? Okay, so the Loch Ness Monster. Now, once again, you had previously covered Nessie in a mini monster. Right. Meaning that we only spent something like six minutes, I think. Yeah. Talking about the Loch Ness Monster on this show ever before. And so I have now taken it as a challenge. Right. A little bit because you said that it's so boring. Mm-hmm. Can I make it more interesting? Okay. Spice it up. And I'm here to admit that it's a hard topic to spice up. Okay. Because Nessie, albeit legendary... And iconic, yes. and one of the biggest cryptids uh, known to the world. We all know yeah. about this lake in Scotland that has this, you know, sea serpent, right? This supposed ancient dragon that's just lurking in the depths. You hear a splash, mm-hmm. you turn, maybe you see a hint of a tail, and then it dips under the surface. Oh my god, did I just see the Loch Ness monster? Right? No, you probably saw a log. Mm-hmm. You probably saw a silly little sea otter. swirling around on the surface all sweet. Maybe holding hands with another sea otter. It's lovely, but a Loch Ness monster that does not make. Yeah, right. However, while most sightings or claimed evidence of the Loch Ness monster are eventually proven to be bunk, the history of sighting the Loch Ness monster, Uh maybe not the monster itself, but the history of people claiming to see it is packed with shenanigans okay you may have found the correct angle yes because the monster itself listen cryptids they're fascinating yeah we've covered them before we've covered you know mothman before Mm -hmm. where people driving a car just see something that's the size of a human flying above the car at speeds of 100 miles an hour right but ultimately nobody really has answers for these things right you can just sort of cite them And then assume that they're still out there doing whatever it is that they do. Mm -hmm. The Loch Ness Monster, if it were to exist, would still just be a giant sea creature. It would just be an animal. Yeah. You know, it's not that fascinating. It doesn't have magical abilities or anything like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be somewhat fascinating if we still talk about it all this time. You could say that about Sasquatch then. People are still real hot for Squatch. 
Yeah, the people you know, are hot just, for squatch. And an animal just out there doing its thing, but it's the unknown of it. It's true. It's the unknown of it. And also, I feel like even Sasquatch has some element of character to him because mm. there's an ape-like quality or a human quality, and we associate that with having a higher intelligence. Right. Like, the Loch Ness Monster would just be a a fish thing. Well, I think people think Or a think dinosaur. Of, I think that people think of the Loch Ness Monster as, like, gentle. Yes, Yes, sort so of. So there's a little bit of a personality thing, but gentle is not terribly exciting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, let's let's dig right into it. By and large, all the fascination with the Loch Ness Monster can be uh, traced back to this 1933 headline. Strange spectacle in Loch Ness. Here's a quote from it. Its body resembling that of a whale and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that there was no that here was no ordinary denizen of the depths. <laughs> wow. That was the reporting uh, by Alex Campbell for the Inverness Courier. It was documenting the first ever sighting of the beast. Mm. Uh, supposedly Aldi McKay was the person who saw the Loch Ness Monster and is said to have like been driving down the road by Loch Ness and gone, stop, the beast, <laughs> calling out and seeing it in the water. 50 years later, Kristen, Aldi McKay would admit that she was aware of rumors of a creature in the water okay. already existing when she claimed to have seen it. So that's either an admission of, I made it up, uh-huh. Or a reveal that though people point to this 1933 article as being the start of sort of the modern right. awareness of the Loch Ness monster, maybe it does date back further. Right. It's very She'd already heard of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you had pointed in the Mini Monster Madness uh to this story that's also cited about Saint Columbo mm-hmm. and how somebody was out in the water and the Loch Ness monster approached and they basically went like, By the power of God, turn back. And the monster did. And yeah. so people say that that's an early Loch Ness monster sighting. Um, so maybe that's the kind of story that Aldi McKay is referring to. It's sort of hard to say. It seems like maybe there were just local stories already. Yeah, right. About something in the water. But it wasn't until this Aldi McKay encounter, then written up by Alex Campbell, that became the Campbell article. Oh. Which really like coined the term monster for yeah. this thing in the water. Okay. And set us up on the path of of being obsessed with this creature. Okay, so it's the Zapruder film of the Loch Ness Monster, kind of, like a turning yeah. point. Yeah, it's definitely a turning point. It's not a picture or a video, but yeah. Right. The Zapruder film is an interesting thing to bring up, though. Be- mm-hmm. The Zapruder film being that, that blurry footage of Bigfoot. Yeah. But like, there are like, 90 different Zapruder films as far as the Loch Ness Monster is con- concerned because mm-hmm. there are just all these photographs of Nessie peeking her head out of the water, yeah. uh, which I will definitely uh, get to. Um, also in that article, it is cited by Alex Campbell. They say, Loch Ness has, for generations, been credited with being the home of a fearsome-looking monster. Again, monster. This right. is the first time that we're using the word monster in connection with whatever is living in the lake. Right. Which is fun. Also, William, I just realized the Zapruder film is not the Bigfoot thing. The Zapruder film is the footage of JFK being assassinated. Yes, you Which are is right. what I meant. And then I was like, okay, I must be wrong. What is the name of the Bigfoot thing? Yeah, the Bigfoot thing is... Yeah. It, it, Wait, no, that can't be what I meant. Then why would I say it in connection with this? Hold I'm on. lying. Zapruder. Yeah. Zapruder film. The Zapruder film is JFK. <laughs> the Zapruder film is definitely JFK. Yeah, what's the Bigfoot thing? I do feel like it's like the 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 Campbell film or it something is. like this. It is the name film. Bigfoot footage film. Oh, it filled it in. It doesn't matter. Patterson. Patterson Gimlin. Patterson Gimlin okay. film. Okay. Patterson v. Zapruder. Right. Zapruder. <laughs> Was by the grassy knoll and saw Kennedy get shot. Correct, correct. Patterson dressed up like a gorilla and took some videos of himself. Yes. Okay. Patterson Gimlin. (laughs) Apologies. Let's not discount Gimlin. No, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, so now we've got our films straight. Yes. So after that article came out, obviously we're going to have a big old boom 
of right. Nessie's sightings. And that's exactly what happened. In the same year, 1933, a man named George Spicer and his wife were driving down the road when they saw a dragon or a prehistoric animal crossing the street ahead of them. Nice. The Loch Ness Monster. Of course. In its mouth, some prey. They said that the Loch Ness Monster had an animal in its mouth and that it was moving surprisingly fast toward the water before disappearing. Hmm. Numerous letters roll in about a monster fish, a sea serpent, a dragon. And now we're going to get some big pieces of evidence. There's a photo called the Hugh Gray photo. Now, he took this picture of the water, and it was uh, somewhat widely distributed as evidence of the Loch Ness Monster caught on film. Okay. Some people said, no, 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 he brought his dog to the lake, and that's the dog's face. Uh, finally. Oh, right. Finally, somebody took the footage. They got it, you know, something like the original negative and exposed the, the photograph fully, um, processed it properly. And it's just a goofball otter. It's just a sweet little sea otter. That's amazing. Swimming on the surface. Not a monster. Right. Just a, a cute little otter. otter. He was an otter spotter. Right. Of course, an otter spotter. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get into some of the, the real good stuff. And by good... I mean, dumb and weird. Very good. Let me tell, talk to you about Marmaduke Weatherell. Marmaduke Weatherell, Kristen, was a big game hunter who went out to investigate the Loch Ness Monster, I guess. I don't, maybe he wanted to kill it. I don't know. But he went out and he found a set of footprints. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Documented them. They appear to depict a gargantuan foot with four toes. The feet seemingly webbed, which makes sense. The Loch Ness Monster must be paddling around there in the lock. tooling around. However, headline, editorializing by me, but here's the headline for this moment. Embarrassment on the lock. (laughs) The footprints that Marmaduke Weatherell discovered were found to be fake. They were made with the foot of a hippo. There was a, a, a an umbrella stand that had a hippo leg and okay. foot at the bottom. And so somebody used this umbrella stand <laughs> to make it look like there were Loch Ness Monster tracks all over the place. So way to go, Marmaduke Weatherell. People was having a bit of fun and Marmaduke takes it too seriously. I guess so. Or maybe Marmaduke faked it. I'm not right. sure. True. Either way, the Daily Mail posted all about it. Huge humiliation for good old Marmaduke Weatherell. Fine by me. Big game hunter. Come on. Yeah. Now, here's the real, like, Patterson-Gimlin film. This this is the surgeon photo, it's okay. called. Okay. I vaguely remember this. Yes. You referenced this in the Mini Monster Madness, but I'm going to dig a little deeper into it. So, the surgeon photo might be the thing that comes to mind when you imagine evidence of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. It is a black and white photo. And it depicts the neck and head of what looks to be the Loch Ness Monster, a sea creature, sticking up out of the water. Yeah. The neck and head are largely in silhouette. They're completely black against the the, the water. And this is, by and large, the photo. Right. This is the proof. It would be studied for decades. Mm-hmm. Some people would hold it up as proof. Some people would rip it down as having been faked. You cited this in the mini monster. A lot of people study the ripples that emanate from around the figure in the water and say that rather than that being a giant animal in the water uh, with huge ripples shooting off. Yeah. By doing it an evaluation, they actually realize that by taking measurements, I guess, of the photo. Right. I remember this being scintillating. It's not that exciting, but it is important to like discredit it. No, I know, I know. The ripples that are shooting out from around this thing sticking up out of the water are actually very small. Mm-hmm. It was probably a teeny tiny object sticking out of the water, uh, you know, and then beefed up as being some gargantuan monster. Right. So the story is that this was called the surgeon photo because surgeon slash gynecologist Robert Kenneth Wilson took the photo. Now, it's a whole big schlemiel, but here's what it really boils down to. 40 years after the photo was taken, this means it's 40 years of people debating how authentic this picture is. It's discovered that the entire photograph was the doing of Marmaduke Weatherell. What? And it was an act of revenge. Marmaduke Weatherell 
who had seen what he said or claimed to have been the footprints of the Loch Ness Monster later discovered to be an umbrella stand that has a hippopotamus footprint at the bottom just stamped into the ground. He was made fool of. He was made fool of. He was embarrassed and he swore his revenge against the Daily Mail. So he and his son and some co-conspirators took a toy submarine and they crafted a neck and head to stick off the top of it and then photographed it, passed those photographs off to the surgeon gynecologist Robert Kenneth Wilson, who eventually passed them on to the Daily Mail, who posted it as proof. Did did the surgeon gynecologist say he had taken them? He, now this is kind of fun, he has, I think, at, at times been like, I don't want credit for that photo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I is almost remember that. Yes, which almost plays as further proof that it's gotta be real because he he's not I don't want to claim anything about it. I just have it. Right. Or something like that. But no, it can all be traced back to Marmaduke Weatherell. That's delicious. Who wasn't even trying to clear his own name, was trying to rip Revenge. down the Daily Mail. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Now, as they took these photos. At the end of the photo shoot, they stuck their foot on top of the the submarine (laughs) and drowned it in the water. Some say that toy submarine with the fake Loch Ness monster head might still be there to this day. That to me, when I read this story, I was like, that's the thing to find. Yeah, absolutely. How could somebody not have found it? I know. I didn't find any evidence of people looking for it or whatever. They have to have. That's like a big deal. I know. In all likelihood, it's probably just like, broke into pieces and, and, you know, disappeared essentially. Right. But like, that's the real thing. That's like the real Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, that's the Ark of the Covenant of this story. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, From here, after Marmaduke Weatherell, during this period of time, while, while everybody is, you know, puzzling over the photograph that he made, you are right in the mini monster madness and it is all boring okay tons of films proven to just be crap floating in the lock sonar readings that were inconclusive photographs that are proven to be doctored there's a pretty awesome photo i will say that's referred to as the Loch ness muppet Hmm. because it looks like it's something straight out of a godzilla movie that's cool it's the same kind of thing as the surgeon photo just the long neck and head of nessie sticking up out of the water yeah but as this was taken in the 70s the photograph is better lit and it's almost as if the Loch Ness monster is like posing (laughs) for the photo it looks like crap. Yeah. It absolutely looks staged. The photograph was taken by a man named Anthony Doc Shields, the Wizard of the West. He is a magician and psychic who said that he summoned the Loch Ness Monster, which he referred to not as a gigantic, you know, sea serpent. He referred to it as an elephant squid. What looks to be a neck and head sticking out of the water? Wow, uh, that uh, threw uh, me. He says that that is actually the animal's trunk. Sticking up out of the water. What? Uh-huh. Oh, with like a with a tentacle kind of? Yes. Oh. It's an wow. elephant squid. Um, for what it's worth, Anthony Doc Shields, the Wizard of the West, also claimed to have seen the Owl Man of Monin and also tried to summon Morgar, the Cornish Sea Monster. So just great wow, information. This guy's, this guy's been busy. Yeah. Good, clean, verifiable data coming from Anthony Doc Shields, Wizard of the West. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Oh, well, listen hard. Here's some algae. Maybe it was a manatee. Could have been an otter. Maybe it was some birds. Or maybe it was more algae. Uh, Here's a sick puppy, though, of a story. 1972, a team of zoologists find a bloated animal corpse in the water. They want to study it. Turns out that one of their own, an officer, John Shields, had shaved the whiskers off of a dead, disfigured bull elephant seal. He was trying to trick them. What the hell is going on? I don't know. It's the a- officer did that? Why did he do that? For fun? I don't know what kind of fun he's having. <laughs> That's bizarre. Oh. That's Pavoice. It's Pavoice indeed. Horrible. Looks like a seal. That's insane. Now... That's all of the garbage that's yeah. been happening in the modern era. Right. In like the 20th century, admittedly. But it turns out, Kristen, now I started this all by talking about this 1933 article. Right. And I suggested that maybe it goes further back. Mm-hmm. I did some digging. 
And I found an article from 1852 headlined. When Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's exactly right. Remember that, kids. Mm -hmm. School's back in session and we're here to teach you. Zapruder film? Columbus. Columbus. That's right. Homeschooling with Guides to the Unknown. Yep. Everybody learns a lot of verifiable information here on Guide to the Unknown. Hell yeah, they do. It will be on the test. Mm -hmm. So this article from 1852 is headlined, A Scene at Lock End. Ooh. Here's, Here's the quote. The article, by and large, I should say, people claim to have seen two, two creatures in the water. Okay. And immediately things got intense. Quote, some thought it was a sea serpent coiling along the surface. The men were armed with hatchets, the young lads with scythes, and the women principally with pitchforks. The thing turns and starts swimming toward the shore, emerging and revealing a valuable pair of ponies belonging to Aldry, which probably from the intense heat of the day, bethought themselves of indulging themselves with a dip in the cooling waters of Loch Ness. Oh my God. So one of the earliest verifiable articles yeah. that purports that maybe there's a creature in the water. Two ponies going for Taking a swim because it's a little hot today. I feel like a lot of artist renderings of the Loch Ness Monster have kind of like horse-esque noses sure like snouts mm-hmm. yep. so i wonder if it at all evolved from this well we've certainly covered uh there's like a magical creature referred to as a water horse yes which we've definitely talked to uh, about on the show yep and scottish folklore is is rife with uh water creatures mm-hmm. so for sure yeah but i just love this notion of like sea serpent nah hot ponies horse hot pony yep so real quick Hot pony, hot <laughs> pony, hot pony, dip in the lock. It's not Nessie. Uh-oh. Uh. Mm, I, I don't have anything. Thought of something, forgot. Oh, okay. Let's move on. That works in a meta way. Yeah, sure. Uh, here are some theories as to what the Loch Ness Monster really is. It's a plesiosaur. Literally yeah, right. a dinosaur that's giant body, flippers, Long neck and head. Here's the problem. Loch Ness was formed 10,000 years ago at the end of the last ice age. And the latest fossil, the most recent fossil we have of the plesiosaur, 66 million years ago. All right. So it's not looking great. Mm -mm. But still, uh, archaeologists have reason to like the Nessie stories. Quote, in, in the popular imagination, plesiosaurs have come to be identified with the monster of Loch Ness. That has the advantage of making the group better known to the general public. But the plesiosaurs as a species, basically? Yes. Okay. But it also has the disadvantage that people have trouble taking the subject seriously, forcing paleontologists Silly. to explain time and time again that <laughs> plesiosaurs really existed and are not merely creatures of myth or fantasy. I mean, they say time and time again, but how much is this coming up? Some exhausted paleontologist is like... Always talking about the plesiosaur specifically? I just wanted to order a latte. I don't want to have to explain to the barista that the plesiosaur was real. Right, and not just a Loch Ness scapegoat. Getting on my last nerve. (laughs) I can't imagine. Now, here's the thing. Nessie also might be good for something. Mm. Because despite... The lack of any evidence, the Loch Ness Monster is popular and profitable. This is from Britannica.com. In the early 20th century, 21st century, I'm sorry, it was thought that it contributed nearly $80 million to Scotland's economy. Wow. Mm-hmm. By people I guess I'm not out. surprised. I know. I'm not surprised either. Hell yeah. Go to Scotland. Yeah. Uh, uh, Enjoy some time on the moor. Sure. Try to find a monster. Why right. not? Now, truth be told, the Loch Ness Monster is part of a large heritage of sea creatures, one of which we've already mentioned, right. being Champ of yes. Lake Champlain in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And our listeners, Michelle and Peter, recently went in search of Champ and sent us some photos of their discoveries. That's right. It seems like there's like an excellent culture of people that have sea monsters in their villages it and seems towns. Seems very fun. Yeah. Sculptures, gigantic sculptures. Michelle and Peter had a, a whole plaque that was by the water, which now- 
it seems to me that Champ is actually only supposed to be a few feet long. Mm-hmm. So Champ is just like a little oh, thing. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's, oh. that's what I found online anyway. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do a deeper dive into Champ. Yeah. Because it seems like it's part of the Loch Ness Monster heritage. Right. Uh, maybe not its own story from what I can tell. Yeah. But it does it's seem its like- It's its own mini monster. Yes. On the Loch Ness Monster episode. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, the explorer who discovered Lake Champlain, or for whom Lake Champlain is named, said that he saw it and it was- as thick as his thigh. Oh. And then its head was like two of his fists. Okay. Which is like not that big. Yeah. Well, I guess we got to see this guy. I we get eyes on Champlain. <laughs> eyes on Champlain. Who knows? Maybe he's like Paul Bunyan. He could be huge. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so the, the plaque that Michelle and Peter sent us is like, it, it marks Lake Champlain and it's got a picture of Champ, the sea monster, but it's got a big smiling face. That's so cool. Yeah, I got the impression that Champ is like also like a friendly, fun figure. Yeah, friendly, fun little monster. Yeah. Um, and the, the last thing that I'm going to leave you with of uh, Nessie World, of the verifiable stuff, supposedly, mm-hmm. is that it goes on to this day. I found a source on sciencealert.com. All our sources will be in the notes for this episode saying that a photograph of the Loch Ness Monster was brought to light just over a month ago. Ooh. And disproven just as fast. Okay. Uh, it was <laughs> it was barely breaching the surface of the water. Yeah. And then later, in a different part of the world, somebody caught a 285-pound catfish. Right. And evidently, the spots on a catfish are like a fingerprint. They are completely unique patterns. Hmm. And somebody matched the photo of the catfish that was caught to the supposed photo of the Loch Ness Monster surfacing. Oh, okay. They had used the photo of the catfish to say that it was the Loch Ness Monster. Myth busted. Oh, okay. It wasn't that the person saw that catfish and thought it could be the Loch Ness Monster. Like, they are being genuine. They were trying to pull a fast one. They were trying to pull a fast one. And they got caught. Yeah, they got caught. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's why you shouldn't pull fast ones. It's humiliating. But you know what happens when you humiliate people who fake Loch Ness Monster evidence? Yeah. <laughs> Old Marmaduke Weathering might, That's right. Come might back and another, get you good. We might have another Marmaduke on our hands with this person. Yeah, we might have we might have some big evidence. Right, coming up soon. Uh-huh. That's what I I'm thinking. I love that so Marmaduke thing. That's the, I know, the Marmaduke weathering story is like a movie. Yes. Like, that's so, uh, awesome. You know, I got embarrassed with my fake evidence, so I'm going to make the best fake evidence there ever was. And yeah. you'll all be so embarrassed in 40 years. Yeah, I'll get my revenge. When you realize that, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So do you think the Loch Ness Monster is real? No. Yeah. No. I don't either. There's all this other stuff that I didn't even bother mm-hmm. getting into, but like they've done like DNA tests of the, yeah. the lock to, to even see if there's a sign of a creature. I will say people have frequently brought up that there's a lot of eel DNA mm-hmm. in Loch Ness. Okay. Maybe there's a big, huge, fat eel in there. Ugh. Other people say, no, there's probably a lot of eel DNA because there are a lot of eels. Yeah, a lot of eels in there. It could just be a million little eels. Right. Uh, maybe a Loch Ness monster just made of eels. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe it's like a rat king, but right, of right. sea creatures. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll go for that more than there's actually a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is it would it would have to be a, a, a dinosaur. It would have to be a dinosaur alive today, right. essentially. I'm weir- I'm more willing to believe that Sasquatch could be a thing than that the Loch Ness monster is a thing. Really? Yeah, I feel like Sasquatch could hide a little bit better. The Loch Ness monster people are doing like sonar and doing all these crazy things. Maybe they're doing comparable things for Sasquatch, and I'm totally wrong. But I feel like you'd be able to see the Loch Ness monster a little bit more easily than you'd be able to see Sasquatch. Maybe. You I know, mean, Sasquatch could like hide in a mountain or something. The Loch Ness monster oh, is like in like clear water. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all the cryptid stuff. Like, I'd mm-hmm. almost rather people not even look for it. You know, like all it's, the disproving it. Yeah, makes it not as fun as being like it might be there. You yeah, might, right. And you might see it. But I feel like you can never. I mean, like I'm as saying, technology improves and we're using sonar, to, what a waste of time and money <laughs> to be like, like bringing out all of this super advanced equipment, right. To try to find out if there's a monster. Well, you know what? It might not be. Maybe the people who are doing it are like way passionate about it, and it is so fun for them the hunt. Yeah, I guess. Hey. So then not a waste of time and money. If you've got the income to get all your, you know, sonar machines, try to take a monster sonogram. Yeah. By all means. Absolutely. It's like very fun. So whatever. 
But uh, yeah, I don't think so. I'm just picturing now. I'm just picturing like a, a person with too much money, like a, <laughs> like a Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right. Sitting on a yeah, boat. Yeah, wish he was doing something cool with it. I know, sitting on a boat. He could also at, eradicate poverty, but whatever. Looking at a little monitor of of sonar waves, yeah, right. and then he just turns and looks at the camera and goes, "Very fun." <laughs> That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound fun. I, I feel like on an episode of The Low Files, that show that was on in like 2016 with Rob Lowe and his sons investigating the paranormal, I I know that they went on a boat with somebody and they were using sonar. I don't think it was Nessie. I think it was like an underwater city. It wasn't Atlantis. It was something else. Yeah, I think it was a, a ship that had sunk. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that seemed kind of fun. I get the tension of it in the hurled, moment, but he sure did. Yeah. And he was like smiling at the camera <laughs> yeah. right after he spewed. Yeah. That show was show. great. I loved it. The low files. <laughs> I still follow John Owen and Matthew. Do you really? I do. What are they up to? I saw it today. There was a picture of John Owen where I thought to myself, he looks a little skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Comment, you should eat more. Your friend Kristen. Look. Just <laughs> overbearing. It's his it's his body, but it was it was like on Twitter and I ex- I saw his face and then I extended it and I was like, huh. Okay. He looks different. So that's what's going on with all of us. Weird. Right. Uh, now that I've uh, told this version of the Loch Ness Monster story, did mm-hmm. you find that more interesting than what you had found? Yes, definitely. Especially the Marmaduke stuff was very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the people seeing, stories of people seeing things and not necessarily the evidence just being algae and shadows or yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you talk about the evidence yeah. of the Loch Ness Monster, it's, it's all logs and right. algae. Right. But the kooks. Yes. The kooks are oh, dynamite. Oh, the kooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, so let's talk about some fictionalized versions of the Loch Ness Monster. We're going to start off with some movies. So I just Googled Loch Ness Monster movies, and then I picked through and found ones that I thought were interesting to talk about. It's funny because I knew that like this was your charge for this topic. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a single Loch Ness Monster movie. I couldn't off the top of my head at all. I I mean, I think that my friend Rosie liked a Loch Ness Monster movie that was like a kid's movie that she enjoyed. But even looking through the movies, I couldn't find what it was. I I didn't remember it. So the first one I want to talk about is something I've never heard of before. It's Loch Ness from 1996 starring Ted Danson. What? Yeah. Wow. I, I was very surprised. Um, so I watched the trailer first and I wrote this down. And I kept it, even though it ended up being wrong. I said, it looks like Ted Danson and Paul Giamatti are rival Loch Ness monster hunters. Stay away from my monster, yells Giamatti, hamming it up. Whoa. Completely wrong. Oh. I mean, somebody yells, stay away from my monster or whatever. It's not Paul Giamatti. And, you know, Ted Danson's something of a Loch Ness Monster Hunter, but it's not exactly right. So in this, he's an American who goes out to research and disprove the existence of the Uh, Loch Ness Monster once and for all, because he's hoping to redeem himself to the scientific community after ruining his career trying to prove that Sasquatch exists. Oh, that doesn't seem fair. No. So this was humiliating to him, and he wants to get his clout back by being like, look, I'm not a total kook. I'm going to prove to you that the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist. Oh. I don't believe in all monsters. That's messy, right? Um, No, I don't think it's that messy. It's not that weird. But like to go, do, does did you read like the full synopsis? Or is kind that, of, yeah. You have like spoilers on this? Yes, yes. Does he encounter the Loch Ness Monster? Of course he does. It's real? Yes, it's real. Okay. It's a plesiosaur. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. Yep. It's just weird to me that it starts like the that the the catalyst for the story is Bigfoot, right? And then we just jump to Loch Ness monster for the rest of it. Well, we just know that this guy. I don't know how much Bigfoot is a, is a focus of it. It might be just a one line thing. But this guy is involved in the world of cryptozoology. He's a zoologist, right? Ted Danson. Um, does he is Bigfoot real in the movie? I don't know if they ever never address it. Up. That's so weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it didn't say it in the summary. So if you watch the trailer, it mostly seems to give away the farm because it shows that he goes to Skyland. He meets a lady who has a little girl who can sense Nessie. She has a sort of extra sensory perception. And then he finally gets to see Nessie himself and they show it. So you're like, oh, okay. This You see you know, pretty much what happened. But there's a little bit more. They don't show everything so from wikipedia i learned that they don't just see the one nessie that they show in the trailer they actually see a whole family of them and when they see them ted danson takes a bunch of pictures and he apparently knocks the little girl in the water with them but he saves the little girl don't worry about it 
the family who he has become close with, he's like canoodling with the mom a little bit, the little girl. You're of the humans, not of the, the family of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I haven't seen the movie. Will. He's getting closer and closer with the family. Right. He starts canoodling with the mother. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Yeah. She and I were just going out for a malted. That's two Seinfeld things in here so far. Yeah, Very good. Um, so, no, with the human mother, okay. he seems to be canoodling. <laughs> um, and when he takes all the pictures of these Loch Ness monsters, the family and the locals feel very betrayed. There's somebody who's basically like a, a oh. Loch Ness monster enthusiast who's called the Water Bailiff. Yeah, hey, water bailiffs are all over the place in Loch Ness Monster lore. Oh. Yeah. Uh, water bailiffs were the, the first people to cite this thing. Okay. Water bailiffs are a thing in, oh. in Scotland, I guess. Okay, so they just, they're just talking about like this one dude is the water bailiff. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But this guy is upset because they feel like they have, you know, an, they have an understanding with the Loch Ness monsters we found, and he doesn't want them exploited for scientific gain or whatever. And Ted Danson says that the scientific community will help the creatures, not hurt them. But then the water bailiff and little kid's family and stuff say that it was faith, not science, oh, no. that led him to them. And so Ted Danson goes home. He has a presentation at the Museum of Natural History where he is supposed to show these photos, which are like, this is a big deal. They made a big splash. Wink, wink. And once he's up there, he has a change of heart. And instead of showing the photos of the plesiosaurs, he shows them a picture that the girl drew of them instead. So he puts up on like a projector, I guess, in 1996, a little girl's crappy drawing of a plesiosaur. And I thought to myself, they were probably so pissed. So his career is ruined. Yes. If Sasquatch didn't do it, I think this probably did. Though I bet that that was like a world summit. Ladies they, and gentlemen, thank you all for coming here. Right. I bet you're wondering what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And well, so am I. After what all- might I say? <laughs> I Well, I might say many things. Just stalling. Well, you might say that what I will say is, well, I say... Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, ooh, my tummy hurts. I, <laughs> where's the bathroom? I gotta get out of here. Where'd it go? Help me, help me. Well, he Everyone does. look away. Everyone <laughs> turn around. Don't look at me. Just <laughs> crying. I was wrong. Well, you know what? You know who can dry his tears? That lady back in Scotland and the little girl because he goes home to live with them happily ever after. And apparently as a closing shot, you see a brand new baby dino swimming. Oh, So nature has been preserved. Life uh, finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. And YouTube user Daryl <laughs> commented on the trailer on YouTube, which is linked in the show notes. Six months ago, he commented this. Brilliant, gentle film. <laughs> oh, I'm in the mood for something gentle. <laughs> kind of sweet. Oh, man. My favorite movies, they've got to be uh, gentle. Gen- gentle. Now, we have something a little bit less gentle. <laughs> Do you think that movie ends with him going like back to Scotland going, hey, can I? Can, can I, I live I, here now? Because I, I think I need to live with you now. <laughs> I've been run out of my community. I don't have a home. <laughs> Yeah, what's his job going to be? Maybe he'll turn into a water bailiff. He should take to the water with the, the, the family. Probably does. I don't think he has much choice. Please, yes, sirs. Oh, that movie ends with him being found in the water. Yeah. Oh, no. Yikes. Uh, I with him being, like, bitten and eaten. Right, by the police source. Yeah. All right, now here's a little bit more uh, fun, not gentle, a little bit more jazzy movie. This is Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster of 2004. This is a direct-to-video jam. Sure. No Matthew Lillard to be found here. Really? I was very surprised. It must have been just before he would have taken over as Shaggy then. 2004? I don't know. I would have thought he'd be in the thick of it. I didn't look it up, to be fair. But um, I don't know. I was wondering if because... Well, no, he did do direct-to-video stuff. Let's see. Yeah. I, I want to see Let's when the... Because Sco- as soon as the Scooby-Doo movie came out, uh-huh. it seems like Matthew Lillard was just right, all the shaggy way. forever. 
That's true. 2002. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he didn't take over doing the cartoon show voices. For a while. For a while. Yeah, I guess that's... It was very interesting. I know. I was I was very surprised. Well, very interesting might be a stretch. Very interesting. <laughs> More interesting than the friggin' algae. Okay. So the tra- I watched the trailer for this on YouTube as well. And the trailer has an excellent gag. I think it made me laugh out loud. Not like I was like rolling around or slapping my knee, but I was like, oh my God. Um, so there's a guy with a Scottish accent who is doing the voiceover of different scenes. There's, you know, like water lapping against a shore. There's like a lady being scared, whatever. And he says, it's coming. I lads, it's coming from the foggy shores of the Loch Ness and the Scottish Highlands comes a creature shrouded in mystery, a beast with a ravenous appetite, so legendary that it defies imagination. And then during that last line, you see this dark, blurry outline of a strange creature, and it becomes clearer and clearer until you realize it's Scooby-Doo holding a bagpipe, wearing a giant hat, and wearing a blazer. Scooby! And Scooby laughs into the camera. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I didn't go through the whole plot of this one, uh, but in the movie, they don't conclusively find out whether the monster is real. Now, somebody did construct two fake Loch Ness monsters, and they do unveil that. It's, you know, businesses, things like this, power plays. They find that out, but they don't know for sure that there isn't still a real one out there. And Velma in the final scene says that she's kind of glad because, quote, some mysteries are best left unsolved. The final scene of this is Scooby briefly seeing what might be the Loch Ness Monster. See, that's what I'm saying. I kind of mm-hmm. like it when there there's that lingering suspicion. Right. That maybe maybe it could be there. Yeah, it still might be out That's kind of fun. Just for the sake of it, I, I looked it up and Casey Kasem was still doing the voice of Shaggy by that point, which I'm actually kind of surprised by. Casey Kasem isn't in that movie. It was like a random person. It says on Wikipedia that oh, it was does? Casey Kasem. Oh, Okay, never mind that. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right. I forgot that Casey Kasem was the voice of Shaggy. OG Shaggy. Yeah, I know. I just thought he would have been done by 2004. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. Would you look at that? Okay. Now let's talk about a movie um, that is a little bit more recent. This is called Incident at Loch Ness. This is from 2004, and I'm kind of curious about it. I probably won't actually see it, but I was like, oh, all right, this is this is interesting. So the trailer for this movie plays it very straight. It kind of presents it as like a Blair Witch style found footage thing. They don't say something died at the end, but a straight up documentary with a, a crew going out to investigate the Loch Ness Monster and finding something when they go out there. Hmm. That's what the trailer looks like. But if you go on Wikipedia or Google it and read reviews or anything, you find that this is actually a mockumentary and it was made by Werner Herzog. You know who that is? Yeah, sure. Okay. So he is a very famous director. It's this weird like film within a film that I feel like would be easier to understand if you see it. It's a little bit convoluted, but basically what's going on is that the premise is that Herzog is supposed to be shooting a documentary about the Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster while another documentarian is shooting him shooting it. Oh. So the idea is that's a documentary about Werner Herzog making a documentary. Now, it ends up becoming kind of a monster movie, a monster mockumentary, because in the movie, and again, spoilers... They find out that the other documentarian, the one who's shooting Werner Herzog, has created a fake Nessie for Herzog to capture in his documentary, unbeknownst to him, in order to punch up his own documentary of catching this. But then, similar to Scooby-Doo, what happens when a real Nessie shows up? Yeah. In addition to the fake Nessies. All right. I'm into this. I know. I'm into this. This feels like a clean escalation of Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Clean may be the wrong word. I was about to say, I, I said, mm-hmm, but as I was saying, I was like, not really. I, it's it's an escalation. It is, yes. It is similar in tone, at least from the trailer. I get the impression that the movie is not like that at all. You know what I'll call it? What? A complication. A complication. A complication. Of the premise of Blair Witch. 
yes, it's a documentary crew going out to find something that they think they probably won't find, and they find it. Right. A documentary inside a documentary with mm-hmm. some faked evidence to catch a real reaction, but maybe right. there's a real thing mm-hmm. on top of all that. Right. Exactly. That's kind of fun. Yes. Is there any faked evidence in the Blair Witch Project? Um, in Blair Witch 2016. Oh, yeah. Consider me a Blair Witch. I am... The le- the world's leading foremost Blair Witch historian. Oh, I know that you are. No, I was confused. No. I thought you were talking about the original for a second. No. Okay. Now I want to mention, before I talk about some slocky, schlocky, like B-movie Loch Ness Monster things, there is a documentary about Champ, who we mentioned before, who Michelle and Peter went to kind of check out. There's a documentary called On the Trail of Champ that is made by the Small Town Monsters Podcast Network. And it's a documentary with a lot of eyewitness accounts of Champ. So it, it seems like from the trailer, it's basically just talking to people who feel like they've seen Champ, maybe doing a little location work. Um, and it seems to be just about that. It seems well-made and it seems cool. You can get it from their website, which is smalltownmonsters.com. And it looks like it may be available on Amazon Prime in some regions, but it's not available um, in ours. Oh, okay. But you could look it up and maybe you'll be able to watch it there. Cool. Now, I was gathering all this stuff and I was like, okay, this is all cool. But none of these are horror movies. And, you know, the Loch Ness Monster is essentially, you know, a horror monster sort of thing. Yeah. So I ended up putting in Loch Ness Monster horror movie to see what I got. And here's what came up. The first one was something called the Loch Ness Horror in 1981. It looks super low budget and schlocky. It has a like 1.5 star rating on IMDb. And the trailer is very hard to understand. It's just really weird and crazy. It's like a giant puppet head for Nessie that is for some reason breathing smoke on people all the time. It's almost like that's just the thing that they could get. And that happens to have smoke coming out. So they decide to go with it. It doesn't really make sense, at least in the context on the surface of something coming out of the water. Maybe they make it make sense in the movie, but I guess theoretically, on... you know, some people might liken the Loch Ness monster to something of a dragon. Yes. Dragons yes. as being fire breathing. Maybe yes. they couldn't get the, the I maybe was they thinking could get like too. the smoke going, but not the flame. I was thinking too, like, is this just a dragon prop head perhaps or right. something, but it looks cool. So may as well. What's the difference? Um, the plot of it is basically that people keep dying in the lock, but also looky lose keep coming, so more people keep dying. Mm. And the trailer is really just like this weird puppet head popping out of the water and like an immovable mouth. It just seems like it's a toy, like it is what it is, and just like attacking people's arm. Excellent. And then there'll just be like a bunch of blood or something. Some people said it's just bad. Some people said it's like fun B-movie bad, um, but that exists out there. Good to know. We may never know. Exactly. I would go so far as say I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll never know. That's going to be one of the great unknowns. Right. If only there was a way. There's also Loch Ness Terror, which came out in 2008. This is a straight-to-DVD thing. Has bad CGI. The Loch Ness Monster in this is part of a race of carnivorous dinosaurs, and they take to the land and attack. No! All the comments, well, not all, but a lot of the comments on the trailer on YouTube are talking about how it looks like a bad sci-fi channel movie, and that is what it looks like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So there are some TV things with the Loch Ness Monster in it. Obviously, unsurprisingly, there are shows that are like reality or documentary shows like uh, Monster Quest, River Monsters, things like that obviously cover the Loch Ness Monster, but I wanted to find it in some uh, fictional shows, some little references here and there. I found out that it was on Celebrity Deathmatch against Bigfoot. Remember that? That was on MTV where it was like claymation things fighting against each other. Do I remember it? Yeah. I was literally watching clips of it a couple weeks ago. Were you really? Yeah. You liked Celebrity Deathmatch? Really? Yeah. I used to hate it when it came on. I hate it now. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. I don't remember you like liking Celebrity Deathmatch. Was that a thing? I'm sorry to report that I did. It's fine by me, but I'm just surprised to hear it. Well, does this ring a bell? Loch Ness versus Bigfoot? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, what did Judge Mills Lane determine? Who Who was the winner? Well, I don't think Judge Mills Lane had to think about it too hard because uh, he won against Bigfoot by slicing it in half with his tail. Oh. So pretty cut and dry yeah um on the show ah real monsters which was a kids show on nickelodeon in like the 90s i guess it probably was there was an episode called the loch ness mess where the loch ness monster which in this is depicted as male and named locky or mr ness and i just 
copied and pasted this part from Wikipedia, and there's a link in the show notes. The uh, Mr. Ness visits the school to lecture the monsters on scaring, but they all find him obnoxious with his boisterous dancing, singing of Scottish songs, and reenacting scares that I guess he had like you know perpetrated in the past. Oh, so he's like supposed to be like an ancient. Yeah, he's like reliving his glory days for these kids. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Like if there was like a. a coach who used to be a football star who's talking about his best passes i like that it was apparently a running joke on how i met your mother that marshall who was played by jason siegel was obsessed with nessie um saying that she is a gentle creature and taking offense to her being referred to as a monster i guess this like kind of went throughout the series and on his honeymoon with lily who was Allison Hannigan, they spent 10 days searching for the Loch Ness Monster. Did they find it? I, I would guess not. What did Barney have to say about it? He probably thought it was stupid and he wanted to find more chicks to hit on. Yeah, you're right. From what I understand. Did you ever watch that show? Mm-mm. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people really liked it. I know they did. I know that people really hated the finale, though. They wanted to make How I Met Your Father. And that didn't take. That's right. And you know what's weird? That was supposed to be directed by Greta Gerwig, who directed like Lady Bird and Little Women. Oh. Is like a very respected director now. She was supposed to star, well, definitely direct, perhaps star in the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. Wow. So if that ha- if that project had gone through, she might not have directed these other very good movies. That's wild. I know. Yeah. So you never know. Sometimes these detours... Rejection can be God's protection. What is that? Do they say that? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. That's right. So you never know. Lady Bird might not have happened if How I Met Your Father had happened. Imagine that. All right. Have you seen Lady Bird? It's good. I've done. Um, okay. Now I want to talk about really quickly a game that has some inspiration from Loch Ness Monster that William and I are very familiar with. We played the game Hawthorne Junction from Hunt a Killer yeah. on YouTube. There'll be a link to it in our show notes. You can also just search for Talk Bomb Hunt a Killer if you wanted to in YouTube. Um, the plot of this, so it, it's like, it's not a board game, but you get a box with all these clues and physical items, and then there are online components that you do, and it's like kind of like an escape room in a box sort of thing. Um, William works for the company. We've talked about Hunt a Killer a bunch before. And the plot of Hawthorne Junction is that there have been a string of disappearances in this town. Could it be linked or could they be linked to Blue Lizzie, who is a local river monster? So there's a pretty clear, you know, Loch Ness Monster slash champ inspiration there. And it felt worth mentioning. So you can check that out. That game is still for sale. This is not an ad, but I just checked because I didn't want to tell you about it in case anybody was like, oh, that sounds very cool and it's not available and that's annoying. It is available. Just so you know. I didn't even know Kristen was going to bring that up. Yeah, I'm wearing no. a Blue Lizzie hat right now. Oh, yeah. I have like all my Hunter Killer setup stuff just out of frame. Yeah, look at this. There we go. Wearing it. Lightly on top of my head like they do at the uh, the deli at, in Acme. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you go, hey, can I get a, can I get a pound that's of right. turkey? And there's some guy with his hat yeah. barely resting on his head. I feel like everybody has somebody in their town who has somebody with a hat that is barely perched. Very precarious. You can see right through the mesh and see that yep. there's a lot of air in there. Yeah, you can see that their head isn't even inside of it. There's no there's no hair poking through that mesh. It's the same kind of person that like does that initial slice of the mm-hmm. Genoa salami and then hands and it that, to you. Yeah, I know. It's crazy that that's so normal, but it is. Yeah. Okay. Now I have the section etc. It okay. has two items in it. All right. So getting close to the end. I thought it's very cool. I don't know if this is a yearly thing or if it was just something that happened one time, but there is slash was a Loch Ness marathon in the area of Loch Ness that has blow up Nessies along the route and the marathon takes you along the river Ness, which is very fun. That is so fun. It's just a, a themed running marathon. And I was thinking I would be so down to walk specifically a cryptid themed 5k, not marathon, but yeah. that'd be awesome if there was like in the local park where they sometimes like start 5ks if along that route they're like these blow up cryptids and people were dressed like the mothman and stuff that would be very cool yeah there's an exercise path by us here in town that like every like 40 feet Mm -hmm. (laughs) sounded like i was about to cry yeah (laughs) every like 40 40 feet feet. sorry (laughs) uh every like 40 feet there's like a new little station where you're supposed to do a particular workout it'd be cool if like 
on this path. Yeah. You travel this path, and then like every hundred yards, there's a new monster encounter or monster fact or something just to keep you going. Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. I use the Zombies Run app, again, for walks, not runs. No thank you, runs hurt. But um, the you can look up what the Zombies Run app is. I'm not trying to do an ad for it, although I love it, so I would. But it basically has um, a storyline that you listen to as you run and every once in a while it'll be like, oh, the zombies are right behind you. Like, pick up the pace or whatever. But it's more, it's there's much more to it than that. It's it's almost like a podcast broken up during the course of your run or walk or whatever you want to do. And then during quarantine, they've added these things that they call the home front, where it's exercises you can do inside your house if you don't want to be like out running because of, you know, whatever. And they also have a little bit of a storyline and what just made me think of it just then is that I did that today and one of the exercises that they had you do was I think it was called like the dead bug walk or something and you just lie on your back and put your arms and legs in the air like you're like walking but you end up looking like a dead bug and it made it more fun that's bizarre yes how is your back much better yeah, I haven't even asked in a few days. Yes. I either stopped worrying about it or stopped, stopped caring. Stopped caring, right. No, it's much, much better. Thank you very much. Good. But I'm just saying, like, finding, like, a fun, like, I don't know, spooky bent uh-huh. to fitness makes it so much more appealing. I had the perfect idea mm. for a supernatural yes. workout. Yes, And uh, I'm, I am I think I've said it on shows previously. Yeah. I got to, like, patent this thing. Yeah. Someone's just going to do it someday. But it's perfect. Yeah. I'm just going to say it again. I to say it again. There's no way I'm opening a business that's a gym. Right. But if you open this, I, I will know. And me saying it on this show is evidence that it's my intellectual property. Correct, correct. If I ever figure out how to sue you, I, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll become a lawyer <clears throat> so I can take care of it and we will sue you together. Thank you. And then we'll work out in the gym. Okay, perfect. Yeah. It would be essentially like an obstacle course. The idea is that you go in and just – it's like the Indiana Jones yes. workout. So you go in and you're basically doing this sort of temple run. First, you have to run away from a boulder. Then you have to step on the right stones in the correct patterns so that you dodge all the arrows that are being shot at you from either side. Maybe yeah. they're nerf arrows. Maybe it's all just imagination. Then you get to a station where you have to use your brains right, and solve a complicated puzzle of some sort. That's essentially your breather before your next workout, but it's also a mind workout. Mm-hmm. And then you're off again and you're, you're climbing up a wall like you're at the discovery zone. Right. You know, you're navigating through a ball pit as if it's quicksand. Yeah. And so it would be this gigantic track. It would be maybe like, let's say like the track itself is like. You know, a, a regular track at a at a school. Like you mm-hmm. go to that that track that people would like yeah. run. Mm-hmm. It's about that long, and you can try to beat your best time. You can try to beat the best time of other people who are there. It's like an escape room. That's right. also an obstacle course gym. Yeah, it's like an American Ninja Warrior if it had some sort of really cool narrative attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And every I love that idea. Every uh, every quarter we rotate out the obstacles to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love it. I wish it was a thing. Me too. I I would do that. I would do that. Too. Well, I would try. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'm not climbing up any rope wall anytime soon, but I I'd give there, it a shot. There has to be like different you yes, know, levels, different levels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Very video sense. game-ish. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. There so you I, go. I would love this kind of Loch Ness Monster 5K because I do like a little bit of horror mixed in with my fitness. It helps me get going. So I think that's such an awesome idea. And that is a thing. Yes. The last thing that I want to talk about was something I was like closing out the Wikipedia tab. And then this caught my eye. And I was like, oh, my God, just copy paste. An early Doonesbury comic had characters searching for the Loch Ness Monster. Zonker made an important observation, but was so excited that he forgot to turn on the recording equipment. Zonker. Zonker of cool Doonesbury. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Doonesbury William. I know. I just I just caught up. Doonesbury, that that yes. comic strip did a monster thing. Yes. It had characters who were searching for the Loch Ness monster. Zonker made an important observation, I assume, out in the fields, but he was so excited he forgot to turn on the recording equipment, so they missed it. Was that funny? I guess. I don't know. Was Doonesbury funny? It said, it said funny? just that. I know, but I know you and I used to joke about Doonesbury. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whose favorite comic is, is Doonesbury? Doonesbury. Someone. 
Dunesbury. Dunesbury. So that's it. There Those are some of the pop culture things. There are a lot more actually linked in the show notes. There's even a Wikipedia page that is specifically for Loch Ness Monster mentions in pop culture, which I was very surprised by. Yeah. I wish I'd found it earlier in my research, frankly, but whatever. And so you could check that out if you want more little snippets, more et ceteras, not unlike the Dunesbury. Sure. Arguably an underserved creature character mm. in pop culture. Like those are know. certainly some examples. At, yeah, take a look at that list. You might not think it's so underserved. I guess. It's yeah. long. Really? Yeah. I guess the name is so recognizable you jam it into something. Yeah, right. It's yeah. actually in South Park too. Chef's parents live in <laughs> right. Scotland. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Loch Ness Monster's always asking them for money. Yeah, it's always asking for three fifty. Yep. Tree fitty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How the hell did that not come up until the, the last <laughs> couple seconds? The Loch Ness Monster is constantly putting on a new disguise yes. to trick Chef's dad right. into giving it tree fitty. Right. It's and a then ruse. it became a meme. It's all over the oh, internet. Really? Oh my I've god. Seen the meme. Damn you, you Loch Ness Monster. Oh. How did that only come up at the end? I don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever. So Here we, like we to are. Leave them wanting more, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Or leave them wanting to leave. Leave them satisfied and done. Sure. Sure. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We are now at the end of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. You've learned a lot. Yeah. Just trust me. Right. Uh, if you want more Guide to the Unknown, boy, do we have more for you. Mm-hmm. Go check out gttupod.com to find links to this podcast, our spinoff podcast, Ghost Adventures Adventures, all over the internet. They're both available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, you can listen or watch. You can go to patreon.com slash pod, And if you back us on the Netherworld Warrior level, that's starting at $4 a month, you're going to get access to a bunch of bonus material, exclusive shows that are only up there for our Netherworld Warriors. Uh, like Kristen said, playthroughs of spooky stuff in video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just random stuff here and there. I do also want to call out, Kristen posted it just today as of this recording, an article yes. up on gttupod.com where Kristen tells the story of the Twilight movies and books mm-hmm. from her perspective. Right. I've, which is that of somebody who knows nothing about them. Right. I, I have not seen them or read the books, but because they have been so strong in the zeitgeist, I feel like I basically have the gist. So I put forth what I think happens in Twilight, and you can see if that's actually what does happen, if you're a fan of Twilight, or maybe you're like me, and you can see if, like, oh, that's pretty much what I think, too. Yeah. So you can check that out at gttupod.com slash articles slash Twilight. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's got its own like like hero page. Yeah. Like, all right. Fantastic. That's right. You can keep up to date with everything that we're doing, every new article, every new episode by following at GTTU Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've got a secret society group where other viewers and listeners like you can chat with each other and us. Mm-hmm. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash pod to find that. That's right. Uh, if you'd like, you can also talk to Kristen or myself online individually. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for digging deep into the depths with us. We'll be back next time for more spooky stuff. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go in. Well, I guess we got to see this guy. I get eyes on Champlain. (laughs) Eyes on Champlain. Who knows? Maybe he's like Paul Bunyan. He could be huge. Right. Yeah.